27th day of the month, James Allen shares, identify your vision. The vision that you glorify in your mind, the ideal that you enthrone in your heart, this you will build your life by, this you will become. So ask yourself, what is your vision for the future? What's the vision of your ideal life? Do you review it? Do you think about it often? Is your life organized around goals and objectives that will ensure your vision is reached? See, too often we surrender to the complacency of, oh, well, I tried. But persistence breeds success. Remember the anonymous poem, Don't Quit? When things go wrong as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when the, phone, the funds are low and the debts are high, and you want to smile but you have to sigh, when care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but please don't quit. To help offset my own worrying thoughts, I've shared many times that I have a series of prayers and affirmations I use each day to help me focus on a more positive frame of mind. I do a morning and evening series of forgiveness prayers. I do a gratitude affirmation. I do ho'oponopono. I do unconditional love affirmations. And I collect a positive thought from the Unity School of Christianity's Daily Word. The Daily Word for Monday, August 27th says, I live life joyously with enthusiasm. Now, I will admit I didn't wake up that way. But I've tried to shift to live life joyously with enthusiasm today. What we give to life returns to us. So we can start with that intention to live with joy. And Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever your task, put yourselves into it. And that brings us to our guest for today. Joyce Day Muse was born and raised in the Washington, D.C. area, where she developed an early interest in astrology. She learned all she could from books and observing friends and families and the qualities of their signs. Upon moving to the central coast of California, she met a practicing astrologer who generously shared his knowledge with her. She also met an aura reader who taught classes based on the curriculum of the Berkeley Psychic Center. Joyce was ordained in 1980 as a metaphysical minister who could give readings, healings, and consultations. Since then, she's become a fixture at local psychic fairs. She's done thousands of readings. She's taught metaphysical and astrology classes to hundreds of people, and she's performed numerous weddings. She's also hosted many radio shows over the years, and she specializes in quick on-the-spot readings as well as the longer more in-depth consultations she does for her clients. Joyce plans to continue giving readings and be of service to those who need clarity, guidance, encouragement, and support for as long as she's able. And she joins us with her segment, Your Lucky Stars, on the third Monday of each month from 5 to 6 p.m. So let's have a musical introduction from Peter Muse to Joyce Day Muse and Your Lucky We are the travelers 
retrograde or apparently going backwards for the last two months. And today's the day, early this morning, that it's stationed direct, which is really good news because maybe we can start some forward motion. Um, Mars is still what we call out of bounds, which means it has no restraints. It has no um, boundaries out of bounds, um, which is an astrological term when a planet goes beyond the degree of the sun's furthest uh, declination from the equator. A declination is how high by degree and how low by degree the sun goes from the equator. So we've got the Mars, uh, who's been as close to the Earth as it's ever been, and it's been in retro, retrograde motion and out of bounds. So Mars is a difficult planet. It's considered one of the malefics or malevolent planets. Not that there aren't good things about Mars. Of course, every planet, every sign has its positive side and its not-so-positive side. Mars is the action planet, the planet of war, it's the planet of assertiveness. It's the planet of sex. That's good, mostly. And, um, you know, having Mars go direct today is good news for us to finally start making some forward progress. Still out of bounds, though. So we still have to be a little bit cautious. And out of bounds Mars can lead to accidents or violence like we saw in Jacksonville yesterday. You know, you can blame um, even the wildfires that have been burning out of control and smoking up the whole West Coast. I blame it on Mars. Maybe there's a little Neptune involved too, but Mars is like wild, out-of-control energy. So having Mars make a change, a beginning of a change for the better this morning is very, very positive. So I'm encouraged. I, I was yeah. going to tell you, I had a I had a conversation with Mars, and Mars told me that definitely Pluto started the fires. He had nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mars would say that, wouldn't it? 
Yeah, we sure would. <laughs> I mean, Pluto's not innocent. Pluto's never innocent. And, you know, um, today Venus is in Libra, a, a sign that it rules square to Pluto exactly in Capricorn. So that's kind of a intense and difficult transit, especially if you're in a difficult relationship or a relationship that's uh, bound to go through big changes. I've been getting a lot of calls today, and I think a lot of people are having a bit of a rough time. And partially Mars, partially Venus square Pluto, I'm sure. And what else is going on? We had a lovely grand trine in Earth two days ago, Mm. but that didn't last too long. The sun in Virgo was in a perfect, harmonious aspect to Saturn and to Uranus. So the sun is moving on, but Saturn and Uranus are still making a perfect trine. And trines are considered protective. Trines are considered positive. So the stability of Saturn and Capricorn, Saturn rules Capricorn, is kind of altered or made more interesting by the planet Uranus in the sign of Taurus. Mm. Now, Uranus and Taurus uh, began, I think, in May, and it's in its retrograde motion right now, and it's going to back out of Taurus and go back into Aries in the not-too-distant future. Let me see when. So when Uranus goes back into Aries, you know, that's a little bit intense. I, I like Uranus and Taurus better, but let me see when it goes back into um, Uranus goes back into Aries. Not until October, actually November. So we won't worry about that too much right now. But it's it's on its, you know, moving backwards direction. In fact, when we talked last month, there were six planets going retrograde. At least mm. now we're, we're down to one, two, three, four. Well, with Mars going direct this morning, there's only four planets going retrograde. So that's an improvement. I mean, it may <laughs> seem like the summer has been less productive than usual. and maybe less fun than usual, maybe more problems. What? Very challenging. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, um, I was just up in the state of Washington getting smoked to death, and I don't think it was as bad here, but a lot of smoke down here too, I hear. But, um, you know, I... I was looking at my grandchildren and just kind of in amazement that in my whole life I've never experienced something like constant smoke in the air for days and days and days. I mean, it's it's alarming. It's alarming. And it's, you know, emblematic of how we really do need to address climate change. It's not good for living things. It's not good for breathing things. Yeah, I didn't realize so, they were having 
big wildfires up there as well. So that was well. The fires were in British Columbia. Okay. But the smoke, of course, comes down. Okay. And then there were fires in Northern California that I think you were getting the smoke from. But it, you know, just some. Well, that's good. Because we were kind of um, forced to stay indoors for the most part. Just not not a good thing. Yeah, yeah. So um, Mars is the big deal. Uh, Mars going direct is an improvement. Mars out of bounds until uh, September 10th. And uh, no, it's going to be out of bounds until September 25th. So that's that's another month. Let's see, Mars in Capricorn, out of bounds, 26 degrees until September 25th. Maybe it's September 10th. It's kind of retrograde and out of bounds, isn't it? Pardon me? Isn't it nicer when it's retrograde and out of bounds? Uh, Than when it's direct? Well, you would think it would be less. Um, you know, negative. But I don't know if that's absolutely true. I mean, the last two months have definitely not been easy with Mars retrograde. Well, Mars is a malefic. It's like Saturn. You know, is Saturn better direct or retrograde? Is Mars better direct or retrograde? It's probably not great either way. I would ra- I would rather have them direct. At least you can front can confront them openly. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Mars is back in Capricorn and it's stationed direct today, so it's going to it's going to go back uh to Aquarius by mid-September. So I think that's an improvement. Mars in Aquarius. Although I'm a little biased. I have a lot of Aquarius in my chart. But we are dealing all summer with Mars in challenging aspect to Uranus. You know, Mars, when it was in Aquarius, was squaring Uranus. And even now, when it's backed into Capricorn, it's still squaring Uranus, although not by sign, just by degree. So I don't know, you know, I'm not super happy with the planets right now. (laughs) I wish they'd do more nice things, although Venus is in Libra. If it weren't squaring Pluto, that could be beneficial. Um, Jupiter's still in Scorpio until November 8th when it changes signs and goes into Sagittarius, Sagittarius. And what do we have? We have um, September 9th, Venus changes signs, and September 10th, Mars changes signs. So we're only in this holding pattern until, you know, September 9th and 10th. Then we get some variety, which seems more positive. And then... uh, what else? Neptune's doing its thing. Neptune's really affecting the chart of the USA. 
And I'm not too happy about that because Neptune is confusion and illusion and, you know, being easily fooled or manipulated, which it seems like is going on. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not crystal clear when we're under the influence of Neptune. But I'm trying to make friends with Neptune. I mean, it does have its redeeming uh, values as a planet, especially if you're an artist or a mystic, a psychic, you know, any of the um, non-physical, more intuitive uh, arts. So uh, Neptune in the middle of Pisces, you know, it's a 20-year transit. We're halfway through. But uh, I guess we got to live with it, huh? <laughs> well, that's a given, isn't it? I guess. I guess. We always have to live with it. We just had a full moon yesterday. That's always nice. And the full moon was in Pisces, which is a nice sign for the moon to be in. The moon likes being in a water sign where it can feel its feelings to the max. So we had a nice full moon yesterday, not that I could see it, but uh, we did see it some when we were up in Washington State. It was nice and red with the smoke. And uh, today's big deal is Mars stationing direct. And then what else comes up this week? I think um, the moon will go into Aries tomorrow morning. And uh, give us maybe a little boost to energy, which we can use. And then uh, Wednesday morning has a, a nothing, nothing happening Wednesday morning. So it's Wednesday night at 10 p.m. The moon squares Pluto and almost immediately trines Mercury. So it can be a little tense right before 10 p.m., but by 10, it should mellow out. And then we have our moon in Taurus on Thursday and Friday. So Thursday night at 10.50, we have a a moon conjunct Uranus. So Uranus can always be sudden and unexpected events. And people can be a little more anxious and nervous under Uranus. Mm -hmm. So we have a holiday weekend coming up, uh, Labor Day weekend. Which is yeah, uh, isn't it next? Doesn't Saturn go direct next week on the sixth? Yes, on the sixth. That's something so, to look forward to. Yeah, so that's almost like the discussion we had about Mars. Is it better retrograde or is it better direct? Right. <laughs> well, at least when it's direct, you can make some forward progress. Although, what happens with the uh, retrograde cycle? It's like this, um, well, that's Mars, but, you know, it, 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 it has to recover territory that it's already covered. So Saturn going retrograde for the last couple months, um, we were covering territory we had already covered. It's like we had to go back and make sure we did it right. And then Saturn's going to continue in the degrees it's already been in, you know, for a while. Hmm. So how how far did Saturn get this year? 
Well, it got up to nine. Yeah, it got up to nine. So it's at two now. So when, once it gets past the ninth degree, then we'll start seeing some new new progress. So that would be nice. That would be nice. Okay. And Jupiter is just still in Scorpio. It hasn't made me as happy as I expected it to because I have a Scorpio moon. So do you, Solazar. So do you think you've benefits benefits from Jupiter and Scorpio? I honestly can't say that I know of any. (laughs) Well, I guess that would be a no. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and you know how I am. I mean, I do... I review and I analyze and I try to think through and it just not has not been bad but it has definitely not been beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of seems like we're in a bit of a holding pattern. And by we, I mean everybody. Yeah. And then maybe, you know, of course some of it too like you said could have been driven based on that Saturn retrograde, which actually happened in April, and then, you know, coupled with then all the other planets going into retrograde, we just may have been held up. And then the eclipse, as I understand it, was causing us to have to do a review back to the summer of 1998 through the summer of 2000. And so all of this internal energy requiring us to do all of those reviews, it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kind of feel like I've been living in memories a lot. Mm. It's been it's been odd. I I've been helping with this book on life in Pacific Grove in the seventies. So I've got all these pictures from the seventies and writing memories from the seventies, and it's really really kind of bizarre. I mean, it was a great decade, and and I really enjoyed it much more than I'm enjoying my life right now. But it's it's better to live in the now. I mean, it's just combobulating to go back to the past and kind of feel the feelings that we had then or I had then and kind of what was going on and kind of the choices that I made that have brought me to where I am now. You yeah, know, yeah. life. And uh, I have... Go on. Go ahead. I'm... No, go ahead, please. I was just going to say I have moon in Scorpio and Jupiter's transiting my moon, so maybe that's one reason I'm living in these memories, you know, and pictures of people that, you know, have long left my life. So it's been interesting. I'd like to get some more energy from that out-of-bounds Mars. You know, I I would like to get a little bit of a boost. But maybe maybe when the sun... I mean, the sun's gone into Virgo. That's a plus. So uh, last Wednesday, the sun moved into the sign Virgo, which I really like the sign Virgo. It's it's grounding. It's it's productive. It's efficient. Not that I'm grounded and productive and efficient all the time, but at least I have a chance. <laughs> so um, it's a good time to get our affairs in order to clean out closets, to get rid of stuff, to pay attention to the details. 
I really, really like the sign Virgo. And it often gets short shrift because it's kind of associated with mundane things like, you know, housework and taking care of details. And really, I think of Virgo is the sign of the goddess, of the Mother Earth, of all things living that sustain and support life. And we're not exactly at harvest yet, but we see it coming, and a lot of things are being harvested right now. And as 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 people, you know, we are harvesting the seeds we put in the ground maybe back in April or in the spring. And this is, we're kind of moving into the harvest time of the year, you know, astrologically. Virgo will go into Libra and then Scorpio as we um, progress. But I, I really do like the sign Virgo. I mean, it just gives me a feeling of hominess and um, productivity and, you know, just the kids go back to school and life seems to take on a different rhythm. So um, I'm happy the sun went into Scorpio. And we've mm. got that until uh, the 22nd of September, the autumn equinox. Yeah, that's good. So Saturn stationing direct on the 6th is a good sign. Mars, uh, Mars stationing today. So we're kind of coming out of that backwards motion, so much backwards motion, so much internalizing and kind of introspection and all that that stuff. Of course, we had the death of um, John McCain, and that's all over the news 24-7. And, um, you know, he was an impressive politician. He wasn't a perfect politician, but you know, so much better than what we've got that uh, just the contrast is really showing up. So it's that's been interesting, too. And, of course, John McCain was a, Vir- a Virgo with his hmm. birthday coming up in just a few days. But he lived a longer life than he could have. Yeah, and when I you think, think of all- it, with everything he went through. I know. Astonishing for him to live as long as he did, really. I know. I know. And, you know, at, at least he was productive and service-oriented like a Virgo should be. So there we are. What else can we talk about? The sun's in Virgo. The moon's, the full moon was yesterday. The new moon, September 9th. What's going to come up on the new moon? At 17 Virgo, and that's the day Venus goes into Scorpio. So that'll be interesting, sun and moon in Virgo. Yeah, and then Mars goes into Aquarius. So the planets are always changing, and as soon as you get bored, something different will happen. You know, and well, it, it looks is like good. an action-oriented fall, though, because as things start moving out of retrograde, they're yeah. going to be pushed forward whether we take action or not but they are going to be pushing us forward and and like you said it seems like we've been in a period of of stagnation or no forward momentum and things have felt a little stale 
So, no. go off. Well, it might just be the, the quiet before the storm. You know, things could really, really pick up here in the fall. You know, as things often do. So let's see what the USA's chart is doing. Um, Well, the progressed sun is trining the natal sun. That can be protective. Maybe we are getting a little unexpected protection that uh, is hard to notice but is really important. Well, that's uh, that's auspicious, though. That's what? Really auspicious. Yeah. Yes. To have the, yes. the progress on trining the natal sun. I like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they say trines are protective, and that's what we could use. I mean, it's amazing while we're in this political turmoil here in the U.S., you know, we haven't had big international disasters and big earth moving kind of events. I guess they did in Hawaii. But uh, so far, so good. Knock on wood. Maybe, maybe that was one of the benefits of all that retrograde. <laughs> right. Not so much action. Yeah. We're astonishing. We're lucky we made it this far. Yes. Yes. Well, I liked what you were saying about your your prayers and and um, affirmations that you do every morning and every night. I think that's that's actually a really good way to live life, to take the time to, you know, ask but, for positive energy. But full disclosure is I don't always remember them in the moment. i got to just full disclosure. Uh-huh. <laughs> I still have moments. I got such a kick out of you. You talked about John McCain. I got such a kick out of hearing so many people say, oh, he's a great guy, you know, a lot of fun to be around, great sense of humor. Now, he could get mad. And I was thinking, yeah, that's my that's my epitaph. You know, that's my obituary. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he could get mad. You know, so. Yeah. <laughs> but in those moments, um, you know, I found uh, – Thanks to the things that I do morning and evening, I I actually am more conscious and more aware and very often more able to to bring it down. But I I always blame my my Scorpio moon for that. Yeah, uh, Scorpio moon's tough. I, I have a hard time with it, too. Although it does seem to be getting easier as I age. Yeah. And I have less uh, demands and responsibilities on me. You know, I mean, just kind of getting through this Trump presidency has been my challenge to not let it get to me and bring me down and feel discouraged. And and I guess it's just America's turn to, to see what it's like to have bad rulership, bad leadership. I mean, even the ones I thought were bad in the past, in comparison, weren't that bad. Well, we've certainly lost our place in the world as an economic leader. China has that now. Yeah. We seem to have lost our place in the world as just a leader, 
because it looks like that's Germany under Angela Merkel. So right. we'll just have to see what happens. Uh, you know, like you said, everybody gets a turn, and we'll just see what happens. I, yeah. I'd like it to be over with, though. But yeah, I don't know what that even means. Well, because we I don't can know start what... with a, a, a turnover election on November 6th. That would be a start. But it I sometimes mean, I'm real feels that, especially with some of the changes that have been somewhat predicted by Pluto and Uranus, it sometimes seems as if we're almost at the verge of another civil war. And I don't know if that means coming to blows or shooting at each other, but there's such a schism in the, in the country. I don't know how you heal it. Well, the country is having a Pluto return. And actually, uh, Mars is on our Pluto today. So, you know, we're getting a little taste of what's to come with the Pluto transit and endings and new beginnings, death and rebirth. Pluto's coming back to the place it was in in the 1770s when we broke away from Great Britain. Mm. And it's entirely possible that we make some kind of big ending politically and new beginning. So maybe, you know, maybe it's going to not be business as usual in the old U.S. of A. Maybe it's going to be some kind of change. It would be wonderful. And in fact, that's the feeling I often get that it really seems bad right now but it has to be like this in order for the transition to happen into something better. The country's just gotten too big and so populated that we can't run it like we did in the 1880s or, you know, the 1780s. You know, we, I, I would love to see the end of the electoral college, but, uh, who knows how that's going to happen. But we could get, with this, it's like we're retrograde now. We have a terrible leadership right now. And it's going to turn around and we're going to move into something better. Now, that's my hope. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. my prayer, you know, that the USA has a Plutonian revolution. And, you know, it's it's going to be in the next couple of years. And maybe it does have to get bad so it can get better. I mean, isn't life like that? You have a, a healing crisis and you get near death and you survive and you turn your life around and get healthy. It's, it's, it's kind of like the country is doing that. It seems that way. You're right. It's not a, it's not a very affirming thought, though. <laughs> well, what you gonna you know, do? Even when you, I'm sorry. I was gonna say, even when you talked about the, you know, we need like getting rid of the electoral college, which would require a constitutional convention, and apparently. The Koch brothers have been preparing for a constitutional convention for over 30 years. They've been funneling people and money into the states and 
in, to get the right people in the right places to try to mm-hmm. push for a constitutional convention so they could undo a lot of the provisions of the uh, of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. So even that thought scares me that there's just so many forces out there that malevolently for corporate or financial self-interest would undo the protections of the individual built into the Constitution. Well, that's not a happy thought. No, none of it is. There was a woman who did a study of it for 10 years, and she wrote a book. I saw her on Bill Maher. I can't think of her name. Yes, yes, I saw her, yeah. So she was the one that pretty much said, you know, that's their real agenda. And Mm -hmm. so some of these people, like a Kavanaugh getting on the Supreme Court, would be tremendously evil for us. And I'm using the term evil. I'm sure he doesn't consider Mm -hmm. himself an evil guy or his family is an evil. But he has such a strong bar over, over the lack of rights of the individual, the many rights of the corporation, and certainly the inability to even um, indict a sitting president as if the president, by being president, is above the law, just by being president. You know? right. And so, so there, there are all those things going on, and I keep hoping that I really keep hoping that the the, the, these these planets are going to give us a positive shift that mm-hmm. we'll be able to see behind that curtain and uh, fly that hot air balloon back to Kansas. <laughs> well, you know, the, the USA's moon, progressed moon, just went into Capricorn a month ago or two months ago. And trans- transiting Saturn is on that moon. Mm. And Saturn's usually not a great transit to have, but in its own sign of Capricorn, I mean, that kind of gives me hope that there would be tremendous resistance to anything that would take away the rights of people. I think we're at the I, the nadir the bottom point, uh, hopefully, of um, this kind of corporate uh, 1% domination. I I just don't think Americans will stand for it. Well, my fortune over the weekend did say there's always a valley before the hill. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if my fortune cookie said it, it's got to be so. (laughs) It's got to be so. It's got to be so. And, you know, as the planets start moving direct, we should see some forward motion in a positive way, even in the, the chart of the USA. You know, and we have survived since 1776. That's not really very long in the lives of countries. But, you know, God bless it. I hope all this um, Bob Mueller and New York State and all of that, that, that everything comes out and, you know, things can turn for the better. You know, we can get out from under this Russian oligarch domination 
And they're just trying to ruin the whole world. It's not just us. They're trying to interrupt democracy wherever it is. It just, it's just, you know, it, it reminds me of the Game of Thrones. It's just. Yeah. Yeah, it's what's her name, Cersei, you know? Mm-hmm. Who does everything you don't expect. Mm-hmm. You know, and comes to a place of evil, just pure evil or madness, whatever you want to say. But, but you know, the interesting thing is um, I, I thought of that, that actually – by some of the initiatives that, that the Trump administration has done, it's very much like a Russian state in the sense of the oligarchs run everything, the people get nothing. Right. And, and so the more we capitulate to corporations or to the big money positions, because it always struck me that our government, based on our Constitution, was in the position of protecting us, the individual against right. those with money or power. Right. And, and they've been now slowly trying to reverse that. And to me, that's just like setting up like a Russian model with those that have, have, and those that don't, ain't going to ever have. You're not meant to have. You didn't have the magic, the magic egg didn't fall in the right family. Mm-hmm. You know, that type of thing. And that's what I think they're trying to do. Well, we have we still have our vote. We still have November sixth. We still have the hope of uh, uh, reclaiming Congress, or at least the uh, House, where the Dems can start, you know, opening up the secrets. Well, and you know, as long as progressives don't splinter. You know, I still see those people today. I'm attached to several people who still go on and on about the Dems, the Dems, the Dems, the Dems, the Dems, and I'm going to vote for this one, I'm going to vote for that one, and look what they took away from Bernie. And none of that really matters to me in the truest sense. What matters to me is getting back the shift of power to the side where we can have potential to influence and assist and support. So if the progressives mm-hmm. don't shoot themselves in the foot in November, we've got a chance. But I am worried about some just for standing tall on on their belief that uh, that such a great crime was committed. So, yeah, and I don't I don't really understand enough about what did or did not happen with Bernie, but in one sense I I partially don't care at this point. That's right. That's less that's two years ago. Right. Right. I mean, what matters is restoring some, you know, bipartisanship, some democracy, some... Some checks and balances. Yeah. yeah these, these Republicans are, are criminal facilitators, and so they're the uh, police force that takes the weekly payoffs from the narcotics dealers. Right. And lets the drugs flow. So the question is, is there more than half the country willing to stand up for democracy? That's the question. Well, maybe that's that's the affirmation of mantra between now and November 6th, uh-huh. you know, or 
as you said from the gentle way by Tom Moore, you know, what's the most benevolent outcome? Because right. it certainly can't be benevolent for it to remain as it is. We know that's not benevolent. <laughs> no. But what's the most benevolent outcome? And uh and and I don't know the answer to that either. We're living in a well, country I... that is unrecognizable. Yeah. Well, it's only been two years. That's all, restored. huh? We can be restored. Well, let's hope so, Joyce. So how can people get in touch with you? I don't want to drag everybody down with all this, but how can people get in touch with you? Well, people can e- easily reach me for a personal reading at, at 831-236-6572. That's 831-236-6572. And uh, I'm on Facebook at Joyce Muse Pacific Astrology. So I try to post things up there when I get inspired. Occasionally I do get inspired. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think based on everything you shared and even our conversation, one thing people may want to keep in mind is that this is the time for people to decide which actions they can take. That's it. Right. You know, maybe it's just in their life. Maybe it's their life in their country. Hopefully everybody will take an action in their country, which means vote, 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 everybody. But everybody needs to decide which actions they can take instead of sitting down in the corner and just saying, I can't can't take anything. I can't do anything. Right. Right. I think you shared that. Yeah, we're, I think deep inside myself, I think it's going to come out okay. I don't think we're going to lose our whole democracy. I mean, it, it looks like that could happen, but I don't think that's going to happen. I just, I just, I just don't think we would have come this far just to have it all be destroyed in a short period of time by the American oligarchs. And we still have the rule of law, the courts. You know, hopefully that's what's going to save us. And we have our sense of humor. If you if you can keep laughing and not get despondent and not give in to despair, it'll keep you strong. It'll keep all of us strong. And we have to boost each other up and and just try to move in a positive direction. I mean, how many yeah. times in our lifetime have we thought, oh, this is the worst it's ever been, and then it's turned around? We well, in a true historical perspective, this country has faced many crises, many crises. Right. right. And, and we, just haven't, we just have no memory of having lived through those crises because they were generations before us, but... Uh, this is not the first one. It's certainly the most critical one in modern times. Right. And we'll continue to overcome obstacles and keep moving forward. And I do think we do have ideals, democratic ideals and humanitarian ideals. And they'll show up again. And and I think maybe the passage of John McCain is a nice omen I should or 
but uh, or maybe just a, a a line in the sand because he's put out you know his his his, his last words that he should, that has been shared with the country etc are really about remembering what patriotism is really about remembering what this country is really about and remembering what our government is really about and that right. it's just operating that way and maybe all of this attention on him right now will help shift some people or their way of thinking about things. Right. I'm hoping. Me too. That's two of us. So we'll, we'll just hope for the hope. So, Joyce, thank you. We'll, we'll be talking to you again next month, and then after that we'll be in the Rota Psychic Fair because it's almost here. Oh, good. That's always a plus. So I hope everybody enjoys their week and their weekend. And thank you so much once again, Joyce, for joining us with all your great wisdom and guidance. Thank you, Salazar. I want to remind folks from the very beginning, James Allen shared, identify your vision and live your life joyously with enthusiasm. Pay attention to your inner guidance for the rest of this week and try, try to live from a place of hope, and love and keep yourself moving forward. Good Vibrations Radio will be back next week with actually a replay of this show. And also the following week, Dr. Arnie Buss, then Joyce Muse again, and then we'll close September with Kirilani. We want to keep everybody in mind, this is the time of change. It's the time of each of us paying attention to those areas of our life that we want to shift and adjust Stay positive with that. Remember, identify your vision. Live life joyously with enthusiasm. And as we get ready to transition into September, let me just tell you what the card for September is so you'll know that ahead of time. The card for August was the Three of Rainbows, but September is the Seven of Fire. And fire is about stress. And this is what, how many people do you know who are overloaded or feel overloaded? And the card of stress has a fellow juggling all these things, standing on a, on a balloon, balanced on a balloon. He's juggling fire and, and, um, and candles and blowing a trumpet. And there's a little monkey standing underneath with a stick getting ready to pop that balloon. So the month of September says... Your difficulties require courage and tenacity to overcome. Find the courage you need to bring you to your highest destiny and make sure that you're putting your attention and your focus on those areas in your life that truly require your attention and not just putting your attention to everything around you. That's the Seven of Fire for September. We're leaving this month with three of uh, rainbows, which was guidance. Listen to your inner voice. Listen to your inner guidance. And the silence that exists right before we go to sleep and the silence that exists right after we awaken in the morning. There's those few moments there. Listen to your inner guidance. I want to thank you for listening to Good Vibrations Radio. We'll be back next Monday with a replay of this show. And we'll follow the week after that with Dr. Arnie Buss, speaking of listening. Joyce will be back with us the week after that. And then we'll be back with Kirilani and go with the flow.
for October. Thank you for listening. Until next week, remember to turn the lead in your life into gold. Many blessings. Namaste. I, I love the colorful And the way the sunlight plays upon her head. I hear the sound of a On the way that lifts her perfume through the air. I'm picking up her.